0: Good morning, R.L. family. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Lounge Presents Reveal and Heal. I'm your host, Coach Dan. I want to thank you that you sought it to be a blessing to get up early enough to get this motivation word. Go ahead and tag your friends. Go ahead and tag your neighbors. Go ahead and tag anyone you know that needs a motivation word. I have an amazing guest this morning. Pastor Carlos uh, Calhoun. Many of you know him. Many of you know him, and I'm telling you, I know without a doubt that this brother is going to come with a word that's going to inspire, that's going to empower, and motivate you. Remember, this is revealing him. You can't heal if you won't reveal. So I need for you to just come on in, come on in, and make sure that you invite others to be a part of this conversation. You know, you can follow us on all podcast outlets, and we're also on YouTube. Pastor Carlos Campbell, sir. Good morning, and I welcome you.
1: Hey, good morning. I want to say thank you for um, inviting me to be a guest on Reveal and Heal podcast. I'm super excited to be here, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do through this, um, this conversation.
0: Amen, and I'm honored, sir, that you said yes. I know that you're very busy. You could be doing anything else. And I don't take it lightly that you said yes this morning. I want to go ahead and move forward. And I want you to share with the people that are listening this morning. Who is Carlos Calhoun?
1: Well, that's a great question. Who is Carlos Calhoun? Um, sometimes I, I ask myself that same question. Um I, I think I think a great way to look at this, a vantage point is um. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a human being. Um, that means I'm frail, I'm fragile, I'm fickle, I'm funny. Um, I'm a son, I have two wonderful parents who I love very dearly. I'm a husband, I have a beautiful bride who some have called a prize. I have three wonderful children who are all unique and different and require different things. I pastor a church that's simply amazing, Bethesda Baptist Church in Plainville, Georgia, AKA the pool. But some years ago, I went through a a program, it's called CPE, it's Clinical Pastoral Education. And CPE, if you've ever had the opportunity to experience it, it's a very challenging program. It's clinical um, in that you're providing spiritual care for people in their toughest parts of their life. Um, You're providing uh, spiritual care for people in mental institutions, hospice care, hospitals. And one of the ideas that um, I embraced, and it was a, an epiphany for me, if you will, it was that they're not multiple Carlos's, there's only one Carlos. And what I mean by that, sometimes we, we use phrases like, put, let me put on my pastor hat, and let me put on my parent hat, and let me put on my employee hat, because I'm a full-time employee as well. Um, But but the revelation that I received during CPE um, through some very emotional and um, dismantling process was that there's only one Carlos. That's significant. That's important. I think when people embrace the idea um, and stop trying to transform and change from person to person and embrace that there's only one you. And so on any given day, you're a pastor. On any given day, you're a person on any given day, you're a son, you're a husband. Um, So Carlos is all of those things. Um, Carlos messes up more times than he cared to admit. Carlos gets it right sometimes simply because of the grace of God. Carlos is a work in progress. Carlos is a promise that God has kept. I am Carlos. Carlos is relevant.
0: Carlos is a truth teller. And you're bringing it just like the people need to hear it. Real and uncut. Nothing made up. Thank you this morning for your transparency. Our topic is, is my living thing? That's something to to look at, right? It could be, I guess, to the people that are vain, they could be offended by that question. Is my living thing? I dare you. You know some would say, but it's a question to ask, and it's our topic this morning, and I believe that it's relevant to their meaning because people are leaving here, they're leaving this world, and, and trans you know uh, transitioning to another world. Sure. And are they ready? Wow. Have they lived a poor life? Yeah. That they shortened for a particular reason then they take their own life. We're required and commissioned, you know, to live, laugh, and love. That's a part of living our best life. So sir, do you feel that you are living in vain?
1: Wow, what a pertinent question. What a relevant question. it's my living in vain as a topic, but as the actual question that you asked me, um, you know, I I think if we're transparent, if we're we're honest, I think there are times that we all ask ourselves this question or should ask ourselves this question. And I think there's times that we all wrestle with and grapple with the idea, are there components of our lives that are in vain? Um, Maybe we feel as though the moment that we spend um, you know, witnessing to somebody or um, giving something to someone less fortunate. Maybe we feel like those are the, um, are, are the great moments. But then we question about things that we do that are less um, glorious, the things that we do that are um, less eternal and maybe more temporal. Let let me preface by saying this, that I believe that God embraces all of us. Remember, one of the chief concepts of my revelation is there's one Carlos. And I believe that God understood that, he knows that, he embraces that. So it's not the question if rather I'm doing something that's churchy or, or, or super spiritual. Um, that's not what causes it to be vain because I believe God is just as concerned about the things that make me laugh as he is about the things that make me cry. I believe though that sometimes I go from vain uh, to to purpose, I think that's one of your words, Um, when I um, embrace God's plan. I believe that vain happens not it's not rather I give somebody something, but it's the, 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 the reason why I gave somebody something. Um, there's a concept, there's an idea, it's called the missio dei, it's the mission of God. And when I tap into the missio dei, the mission of God, and whether that's enjoying um, fellowship with friends um, or rather that's out preaching the gospel, that's when I'm not in vain. I think a lot of us are doing a lot of things that are vain and for vain glory um, because we miss the mission of God. And sometimes the mission of God is that we are in church and we're shouting and praising God, but sometimes the mission of God is that we invite our neighbor over for a cookout. In a quiet conversation, we tell them about our lives. And maybe we never mention the name of Jehovah, the true and living God, but they see Jehovah in the way we live our lives and how we interact with them. So the question is, is my living in vain? Um, the songwriter said, I hope not, or oh, oh, of course not. So that's, um, that's my answer.
0: Do you believe that your concept wraps around the thought or the question that we have when they live, portion of their life doing something that is regrettable, possibly, you know, living a life of mischievousness and just doing all kinds of stuff and then grow older and decide that they lie if you want to live a better life and and do good to people, you know, Live with regret, most people do, um, because of just poor choices and, you know, mistakes and things of such. So, does that concept wrap around that? Do you consider that vain? Or would you say that possibly you cannot, I know you can't speak for the thoughts of man, but for anyone, let's do it this way. But anyone that possibly believes that living a life of doing so many things before that light came on, turn their lives around, would you consider that possibly they think that that's living in vain?
1: Sure, sure. Um, What a a great question. Um, And and hopefully I I will do justice in, in trying to attempt to address it. Um, so let's, let's reveal so we can heal. Right. Um, So my life went like this. Um, it was, it was in my earlier years of my life that I found Christ. Um, some may challenge that thought, but that's, that's, that's my truth. It was in earlier years of my life that I found Christ, um, I joined a church and uh, my mom had one requirement. She said, now, if you get involved with this youth ministry, the day is going to come that they're going to come. They had vans that would blow the horn and pick you up. So the day is going to come that you don't want to go. But if you start it, you're going to finish it. You're going to continue to go. And so sure enough, the day came. I didn't want to go and she made me go. But I don't have football trophies. I don't have basketball trophies. Um, Most of that happened in the backyard or down the block. But what I do have is Sunday school trophies. I have church trophies. The very first time I went to Miami was with a church group. The very first time I was on television was with a church group. Um, And although I don't sing now, um, the first time I was on television, I was singing with a youth mass choir. Um, But like most of us, um, I quickly veered far, far away from the church. I was the picture of the prodigal son. I lived a life of of lasciviousness. I, I did whatever it was. Um, I thought I was big enough and bad enough to do. Um, and, and so I got out early. Hear what I'm saying. I, I did things that um, people my age weren't, weren't doing. Um, but me getting out early, and when I say out, I mean out there. Um, but me getting out early also allowed me to come in early. So men, in my 20s, when many people were just going to clubs, I had been there, done that, and I've returned back to God. Uh, when people were experimenting with drugs and alcohol, I'd been there, done that. And I had returned back to God. When people in their 20s were sleeping around, I had been there, hear me, had the t-shirt, done that, and I had returned unto God. Um, now, I don't want to paint a picture. Um, I, 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 I didn't do didn't do everything. Um, it's not a modesty, but I'm just simply trying to be fair. I didn't do everything, but I did everything I was big enough and bad enough to do. Um, but, but I came to the question as I, as I try to get back to your question, I came to the question. I said, God, I I grew up in church. I was active in church. I got trophies. I, I literally taught a Sunday school while I was still a student in that Sunday school class. I was teaching Sunday school. And and the question I came to God was God, why did I waste so much time? Because I, you know, even in my twenties, I felt like I had wasted so much of my life um, you know, the whole prodigal son, it's, it's wasted. That, that's literally what it, he wasted. And my question was, God, why did I waste it? Um, so let me maybe help somebody by giving you what God gave me. God gave me Joseph. And Joseph, it wasn't necessarily his decisions, but Joseph, nevertheless, things happened to Joseph. He ended up in a pit. He ended up at Potiphar's uh, house, Potiphar's wife and the whole scenario. And he ended up in prison. Um, but if you remember the story, uh, God took Joseph through each one of those scenarios because it, it it put him in the position that he needed to be. If it wasn't for the pit, if it wasn't for Potiphar's wife, if it wasn't for prison, he never would have ended up in the palace. And so God spoke to me. He said, there's some people that you're going to speak to now. Now, hear me. Um, God didn't have me go out there and and smoke and drink and all that stuff. But God said, I can use you because you smoke and drink. And so sometimes people come up to us and they tell us about how wonderful they are and how they've never, you know, uh, drank and they've never done anything. And I think, man, that's great, but I really can't talk to you because that's not my testimony. Um, my testimony is that there were times in my life that I did things that if somebody was to show them on a screen, I'd be shameful. Um, my testimony is, is that there were times in my life that I didn't go to church. Um, there was a wrestling match that went on with me. Um, and it's interesting when I, when I first returned to, 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 to God, when I when I, when I came back, when I had my hog pen moment, um, that I was wrestling. And so I, I, I went, I was going to two different churches because I was really trying to find myself. I was going to an AME church. I was going to a Baptist church. Um, and, and I would get to church. I was trying to go to church, but I was trying not to drink a beer. <laughs> because um, what I was taught was you got a little bit of hair of the dog that bit you. So that means if you drunk a lot on Saturday, on Sunday morning, you got up and got a, another one to get back right. Um, and so... Um, what what happened was I didn't want to drink the beer, go to church smelling like beer, probably still smell like beer because I drunk it the night before. So what I would do is I would get up church and go to church earlier and earlier. And so I got up and and I've always, I've, I've always loved the intellectual part. Don't get me wrong. I love the emotional part of God, but I always loved the intellectual part of God. And so I would show up for Sunday school. And they said, well, you're already here. You're showing up and you're catching Sunday school. Why don't you come a little bit earlier and catch all of Sunday school? So they didn't know that I was wrestling with the, whether to drink a beer or not. And what it played out was I became part of Sunday school and which really embraced me and grabbed me. Um, so you know, that was something that, that could sound vain, right? I and it may be in instances it is vain, but God used the vanity. Does that make any sense?
0: Yes, it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so I believe to maybe that person, if I could just talk to them this morning, maybe that person that's wrestling with that. And you're thinking, you know, some of the things that I did that are so shameful, some of the things that I did that are so disgraceful, some of the things that I've done that um, I just really wish that I had not done. Let me encourage you um, that, that God did not do that, but God does know that it happened. And there's someone who can, you can help. Um, there's a scripture in Revelation that says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What God showed me in, in my Joseph uh, experience was that now I have a testimony. I have a testimony.
0: Hey, Amen. And see, the thing about it is, I think it's very, very important that people just receive this morning, you know, how you just uh, you know just speaking in such a a loving place. It's like such a a trans that's a transparent moment, you know, where it's like that I'm not hiding behind anything. I came to the Lord as I was and he received me. So people see they, they, a lot of times people they tend to dress up, try to get it right, ain't ready, you know, you know, before they come to the Lord, you know, uh, uh, thinking that they gotta be a certain kind of way. And you just put it out there. You just let it be known, because a lot of times our own wrong will keep us, will, will, will keep us lost, and we will, we will die and go to hell.
1: Sure, sure. Because
0: we, we just can't get it right. Yeah. And you ain't gonna get it right without Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You can't do this by yourself. No. no. And you know it's common, bro. It's common for people to fall and get back up. It's coming to the wrong, and then get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we, we have a loving God. And I just believe that people just need people like you. Mm-hmm. They just need soldiers like you, transparent and real, to tell the doggone truth, like it's okay. Sure, sure. Come yeah. on. Come on where you can be loved and love without condition. Yeah. Only thing required of you is just a loving thing,
1: wholehearted. Well, I was just going to say, because in some instances, we as the church, we have perpetuated that. Um, we've we've, we've, we've um, perpetuated the idea um, that you have to be a certain way. Um, Inintentionally you know, or intentionally, unintentionally or intentionally, uh, unintentionally or intentionally um, we, we, we personified that. We perpetuated that by, you know, dressing a certain way, um, you know, everybody in the church has to dress a certain way not, not certainly i'm saying cover yourself um, but but that perpetuates the idea that i have to arrive at a certain place before i um, can come to church um, you know how we look at people how we interact with people you know if someone comes in like i shared that i didn't want to come to church smelling like beer although i'm sure i did it was in my pores um, but how people embrace you uh, when you smell like cigarettes when how people embrace you when you smell like marijuana how people embrace you when you smell like alcohol, it perpetuates the idea that I have to um, arrive, I have to get there before I can come there.
0: What do you think that does to people? Do you think it delays salvation? Do you think it delays deliverance? Do you think it delays healing? What is it that you think people perceive?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it de- delays salvation because I believe. When the heart is ready and when God is ready, salvation takes place. That's my prayer, um, and, and I'm just interacting with your with your question. Um, healing certainly, certainly, absolutely. Um, I think de- delayed healing is a is a is a byproduct of of um, of, of how we've produced and manufactured uh, church, um, and I think uh, yeah, I, I think there are, there are people that are turned off, um, and I don't mean that in I mean, just as it, just as it is, um, but I think there are people that 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 we could help, and 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 here's the here's the here's the pity of the whole thing. The the average person in church has a true desire to help people. The average person, their desire is genuinely to help people. You wanna you wanna see it? Ask them for a dollar. Ask them for a donation. Ask them for school supplies. They're more than willing, um, but they don't equate um, our our, um, mm, our, 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 our hidden rules, our hidden rules, to um, turning away the people we want to help the most.
0: You said something that was key. So, what do you believe is the answer um, to embracing? And drawing, you know, the rejected in, you know, the condemned in, you know, the chief of sinners, you know, the worst of the worst. I'm just, I'm just saying these different things. Not that I'm judging anyone, but I know that I've been saved all my life. And when you're not, you think the worst about yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is your mindset. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know? yeah. When I mention those different things, I'm speaking to the person that's listening, that's thinking that about themselves. I certainly don't feel that way about
1: you. Right.
0: You're listening to me this way. But I can relate to being the first to, to beat myself up. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. what do you believe? Because sir, we have to have a, we have to come to a resolve. There has to be a resolution, you know. We as a church body, we gotta come up with a way, you know, to meet the people where
1: they are. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We gotta figure this thing out. It's our duty. I believe that we've been committed by God.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen some of it. I think something happened over the last 14 months that's been really um, interesting, it's been really unique. Um, I think um, some people have embraced the idea of church outside of the building. Oh, um, yeah. so, so parking lots, um, Facebook. I think that's part of it. I don't think that's the teetotal solution, but I think that's part of it. I have a vision of, of worship in coffee houses. I have visions of worship on mountaintops. Yeah. I have I have I have dreams of of hiking Pine Mountain with a couple people who can sing and an acoustic guitar and a cajon. Um, which is a percussion instrument, and worship on top of Pine Mountain. I have visions of of church outside of the building, outside of the box. But to answer your question, um, how do we do this? I got a crazy idea. This morning, see if y'all can catch this. This morning, here's the really insane idea that I have. In order for us to reach these people, I think we got to reveal and heal. (laughs) That, that's it. I, and I'm dead serious. I'm literally dead serious. Um, when, and when I say that, I, obviously, I, it's tongue in cheek. I know that that's the, the concept behind what we're here for. But I do believe they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. I think that so many times people miss what God has for them because we hold on to it. Can you hear me? Come here. Um, that we they miss what God has for them because we hold on to it. So literally um, that there are those of us who have been through hell and high water. You're talking about the chief of sinners. I used to hang with people to say, I might as well go to hell because if I go to heaven, I won't know nobody there. Those were the people I hung with. Those were my friends. And so I. Um, the idea is that we have to be willing to tell our testimony and i'm not talking about a cheapened version or a watered down version i'm not talking about an embellished version but but just tell people what god has done in your life the goodness of the lord and so when as, i believe as we reveal I think we give an opportunity for not only for them to be healed, but also for us to be healed. Because healing is not a destination, it's a journey. And so we are all healed, but we're all being healed. It's a process. And so I think revealing heal is part of it. And what does that look like? That looks like um people having an open and candid conversations like we're having right now. That's 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 like People saying, "I used to be." You know, if everybody put up a sign and said, "I used to be," um, if everybody opened up and said, "I used to be," what would that look like? You know, um, you know, if, if everybody just pulled back the mask, the cover-ups, and and we thank God for the blood that washes and covers us. But the truth is, if all of us need to tell some people sometimes about what we used to be.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, oh my god, you said something so real because it tears down the wall of shame. Yeah. You know, it's like you find that you ain't the only one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. people many times they like to follow, right? Well, yeah. when people start talking about what it been and what they've been through, you find that it ain't just them. Is that one, is that one, is that one, is that one? Yeah. I'm so in tune to uh, what you are stating because many times people uh, roll over into a deeper deeper sickness. Hear what I'm saying? Depression, you know, mental health to a massive degree. And I believe that a lot of it has to do with that underlying stuff that you have suppressed, that stuff that you know that you think one day somebody else may find out about that stuff that you can't let go, you know, that unforgiveness, you know, that real mess, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that conversation you're talking about, revealing and healing, sir, I believe that it will wash so much stuff away, you know, uh, we will love bigger and more because it's like, you won't, I feel like when there's some things going on inside of you, you tend to have a big attitude, you know what I'm saying? chip on your shoulder like somebody done something to you you know it's a whole lot of things that come to surface when you bottled up with a whole lot of stuff that you need to reveal am i right about it
1: no you are so right about it um it's interesting i was talking to um a relative today um literally just 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 a little while ago um the relative just follow my analogy if you allow me Um, had just recently been released from jail. Um, They went and turned themselves in after 10 years on the run. Um, They they live in another state. I'll change the names to protect the guilty. Um, But but they had had been out of state and sliding back and forth in state um, when they had to. But the, the, the sentiment that they shared with me was that after ten years, they had nothing else over their head. They went in. They turned themselves in, um, and so that's how I feel like, or I believe um, we feel as, as 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 people when we have unconfessed sins, unrepented sins, um, disconnected relationship. Um, we feel like we have a weight, a bounty on our head. We have, and that can affect. Other things that, you know, sometimes it's not that you're sick, it's that you're sin sick. Sometimes it's not um, a disease. Well, it is. It's a disease called sin. Um, And sometimes your body is simply playing out what's going on in your conscience. That's a seal moment. That's a pondering
0: moment right there. Yeah. So it's worsening, right? It's like you, your thoughts on that thing, and you just, you know, it's like people with a sword. It's worth it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh,
0: wow. That's, that, mm, that's huge. That. That that could, we could just talk on that. God, we could, we could really talk on that. Yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. That took my breath away. But tell me, is there a message for someone that's only things? Hmm. Someone that's only things. They've been living for God and slipped up and just want to throw in the towel. Just want to throw it all in. Forgetting the fact that the Lord is a forgiving God. If you haven't denounced who God is, if you haven't blasphemed against him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he will forgive you. Sure. But when you are heavy, heavy loaded and weighed down with the guilt of the sin, yeah, most times you think about what people may say or what people may think. Yeah. That's, that's real big, but I need for you to speak to that person. Because they're listening this morning. They're listening this morning. They feel like it ain't no need.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I want to say to that person, um, first of all, don't fall for the detour and don't pay attention to the distractions. You know, people... Um if you want to use a a worldly vision, people that are successful are people that um, really focus on one thing. um if you if how do you want to look at it, if you want to talk about Michael Jordan, um, he tried some baseball, he plays some golf, but but he's really successful because of one thing. Uh, it's basketball. If you want to talk about Michael Jackson, um, he bought stuff, he did stuff, but he's 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 proficient at one thing um and so today i want to talk to you that you not be detoured that that's someone send you another way send you around that you not be distracted but that you focus on one thing and listen um the fact that you messed up the fact that you um missed the mark that's that's what sin is is that you missed the mark It doesn't mean that you have to continue and to stay and to occupy that position. Um, For us, the body of Christ, for Christians, that's those that are standing up, that have fallen down, that are getting up. Our focus is one thing. songwriter said this, give me one pure and holy passion. Give me one magnificent obsession. Give me one glorious ambition for my life. That is to know and to follow after you. So today for that person that feels like a failure, that feels like you've fallen down and you can't get back up, I wanna tell you that it's still about the one thing. Listen, when Michael Jordan got kicked off the basketball team, it was still about the one thing. When people ridiculed him and talked negative about him, it was still about the one thing. And for you today on this morning, it's still about that one thing. Thing. I need you to hear me today. Um, everything else is a detour. Everything else is a distraction. Don't listen to the devil. He's a liar. He couldn't tell the truth if he wanted to. The truth is, is that we were created for one thing. That's to give God glory. And if you don't do that, that's when you're a failure. That's when your living is in vain. When you fail to do the missio day, the mission of God that he's created you for stay focused do that one thing yes you may fail do that one thing yes you may mess up do that one thing yes you may miss the mark but god help me do that one do that one thing do it again try it again live again love again breathe again do it again it didn't work the last time do it again You know, people that are successful are not successful because they did it once. They're successful because they keep doing it again. I don't know who I'm talking to. Do it again. Do it again. Get up again. Preach again. Teach again. Love again. Embrace again. You know, don't, don't, don't look at what you fell in. Look at what you were falling to. Oftentimes the people that fall the hardest is because they were, they were leaning the hardest. You you know, if you fall hard, oftentimes because you were leaning hard. And so I want to challenge the person that's on the fence. You were probably, you were probably doing great things for God. Uh, Oftentimes the people that fall the hardest because they were leaning hard, you were trusting and and, and, and it, it doesn't mean that God doesn't mean it. God still means it. Uh, God God is not taking it back. The callings of giftings of God are without repentance. He's still calling you, he still has a work for you. Someone who's fallen, you still need to feed those hungry people. Someone who's fallen, you still need to preach the gospel. Someone who's falling, you still got a song in your spirit. Someone who's fallen, God still wants to use you. Sir,
0: how do you want to be remembered? When you have fallen good and kept the faith in transition.
1: So you've heard it said we got two dates and a dash. The day we were born, the day we shall die, and there's a dash in the middle. What, What will my dash be? What will be the significance, the importance of my dash? Well, certainly I want my dash to To be that I love my family. I want my dash to be that I help some people along the way. I want my dash to indicate that maybe I preached a sermon or two. But let me me pull back and try to show you the heart. I want my dash to say that I did, but it didn't stop me. So someone will evidently say on the day of my demise that all those people are there or maybe just those few people are there. But you don't know him like I knew him. He did this and he did that. But I want my dad to say that he did, but it didn't stop him. That yeah, he he messed up, he blew it but it didn't stop him. Yeah, he did some things that were horrific, but it didn't stop him. Yeah, he felt like quitting and even sometimes said he did quit, but it didn't stop him. I want to be remembered of someone that was so tenacious because of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God that dwelt inside of him that although life dealt him abundance of adversities and although he had multitude of opportunities to quit, to stop, to give up that it didn't stop him. That someone would see and say if God could use someone like him, then God could use me.
0: Pastor Carlos, thank you for your transparency. Thank you for allowing Holy Spirit to use you and you are not reject it. You not hesitate believe with everything in you that one soul will never be the same again.
1: In Jesus' name.
0: One soul. Our living is not in vain, sir. Mm-hmm. Purpose took place. Any morning motivation quote, life for yourself and you will live in vain. Live for others and you will live again. Hallelujah. That's Bob Marley. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, R.L. family, thank you so much for taking this time out of your day to spend it with us. I'm honored and I don't take it lightly. Please continue to follow us on all podcast outlets Relationship Lounge 19. Also follow us on YouTube. You will have to subscribe, please subscribe, and like. For those of you that have not been checking out the podcast, I need for you to be mindful that the live that I do with Facebook, that is for transparency. That is so that you can be involved and be a part of the conversation. But if you were to download the apps, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, all these different outlets, you will get a clear version You'll get a polished version. You'll get a radio version. But this here is so that we're able to engage. So that we're able to have a conversation. So you can feel like you're a part of it. So I want to thank you for real for tuning in. Remember, you can't heal if you don't reveal. I'm Coach Dell. Remember to love yourself, look everybody, and yourself. Have an amazing day. You can say.